Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes. But let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Tonight, the latest on the severe storms threatening tens of millions of Americans in the Northeast as one major U.S. city faces a humanitarian crisis. Hundreds of thousands are without drinking water in Mississippi. As the governor warns, there's no end in sight. CBS's Janet Shamlian is in Jackson. The people in these cars have been waiting more than two hours in 90-degree weather just for a case of clean water. Biden on the campaign trail going after what he calls MAGA Republicans and focusing on crime in America. The answer is not defund the police, it's fund the police. CBS's Nancy Cordes reports on the wave of gun violence. The breaking news tonight about Mikhail Gorbachev, the consequential world leader who took down the Iron Curtain. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. As demand for new homes remains high, there's a labor shortage to build them. CBS's Nancy Chen tonight on the women filling the void. And CBS's Gail King with the greatest of all time after her thrilling U.S. Open win. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us on this Tuesday night. We want to begin with a humanitarian crisis that's unfolding here at a major city in America as a state of emergency is declared in Jackson, Mississippi. The governor warning the capital's nearly 200,000 residents to not drink the water. The National Guard has been called in to help get bottled water to those in need. And it's not just drinking water. Low water pressure means people are unable to shower or flush their toilets. The problems at the water treatment plant came after days of heavy rains resulted in a swollen Pearl River. And tonight, one of the most alarming parts of this story, schools are now impacted and officials say they don't know how long the crisis will last. We have a lot of news to get to tonight and CBS's Janet Shamlin will start us off from Jackson. Good evening, Janet. It seems like a real dire situation there. 
It is very challenging here, Nora. Tonight, it is almost every family for themselves in the search for water. There's almost nothing in the stores. And at the water giveaways across this city, they are running out. A line stretching as far as the eye can see of people in Jackson, Mississippi tonight, waiting for water that's safe to drink. Hey, how you doing? What do you want? The irony of it, too much water along Jackson's Pearl River after a storm contributed to the collapse of the city's aging water system. How long have you been in line here? Um, about two and a half hours. Now there's a state of emergency affecting as many as 180,000 people. The water is not safe to drink, and I would even say it's not safe to brush your teeth with. Emergency crews have been scrambling to get the water treatment plant back online. Floodwaters overran the pumps. How are you? You have a great day, man. Desperate residents now on the hunt for water to drink and cook with. They are moving cars through here quickly. It's just one case per car. They say they have enough for 600 cars, but by the looks of the line, it runs for several miles. We do have a plan in place to uh, potentially bring in an additional rented pump, which will allow us to pump at least 4 million gallons of water additionally, uh, hopefully which will be installed uh, by tomorrow morning. The water system in the state's largest city has been in crisis for years. Jackson has been under a boil water advisory for a month and went an entire month without clean water last year. We've been going it alone for the better part of two years. And we look forward to a coalition of the willing that will join us in the fight to improve this system that has been failing for decades. Tonight, the people who call Jackson home are paying the price. It affects quality of life, especially for someone like me. I have major health problems. And Janet Shamlin is back with us from Jackson, Mississippi. So, Janet, how's the community coping without any safe drinking water? Nora, in many cases, life here is grinding to a halt. Restaurants and businesses have been forced to close. And Jackson Public Schools have gone to remote learning indefinitely because there is no running water in the schools. Nora. Janet Shamlin, thank you. More weather news now. At least three people, including two children, have died in the Midwest after severe storms there. Damaging winds and heavy rains blew through Michigan last night. That same storm system is now moving into the northeast, while excessive heat watches are in effect in the west. Let's bring in meteorologist Chris Warren from our partners at the Weather Channel. Good evening, Chris. Good evening, Nora. Right now, watching storms rumbling across the Northeast and the Mid-Atlantic. The big threat with this will be damaging winds, lightning, and heavy rain, enough to produce some flash flooding. Also watching some dangerous heat on the West Coast, both in the Pacific Northwest and in the Southwest across a lot of California. And then there's the tropics. A couple areas to watch here, one coming off of Africa, but this is the one, the area of investigation, 91L, that the National Hurricane Center is giving a high chance for development into a named storm in the coming days. But Nora, the big question, where will it go after that? Worth watching, Chris Warren, thank you. Former Soviet President Mikhail Gorbachev, one of the most influential leaders of the 20th century, has died. He was 91 years old. Russia's Vladimir Putin expressed his deepest condolences while the Reagan Foundation put out a statement mourning the loss of a political adversary who ended up becoming a friend. Here's CBS's Charlie Daggett. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. He didn't look like a revolutionary or set out to be one, but Mikhail Sergeyevich Gorbachev changed the course of history. 
Born into a farming family in 1931 in what was then the Soviet Union, Gorbachev went to Moscow to study law, joined the Communist Party, and met and married Raisa. Together, they set out to change the face of communism. Before Gorbachev, Soviet leaders never ventured into the streets, let alone press the flesh. But in 1985, the youngest ever secretary general of the Communist Party swept the old ways aside. His twin policies of glasnost and perestroika opened the country up. When Gorbachev met President Reagan in Washington, D.C. in 1987 to sign the Nuclear Arms Reduction Treaty, it was clear that former enemies had found common ground. Mr. General Secretary, though my pronunciation may give you difficulty, the maxim is dovayai no provayai. Trust, but verify. In 1990, Gorbachev won the Nobel Peace Prize. But his economic reforms weren't working. Soviet citizens were going hungry and getting angry. In August 1991, hardliners organized a coup. Gorbachev survived, but it was too much for him. He resigned and watched from the sidelines as the Soviet Union collapsed. History will judge that Gorbachev may be one of the most dramatic examples there is of what has been called the great man theory of history, which is to say having the right person in the right job at the right time. In every sense, Mikhail Gorbachev tore down that wall. Charlie Daggett, CBS News, London. We turn now to the campaign trail, which is 70 days until the midterm elections. President Biden traveled to the battleground state of Pennsylvania this afternoon, where he outlined a plan to combat gun violence. This comes as crime is on the rise across the nation, with New York City declaring Times Square to be a gun-free zone. CBS's Nancy Cordes is at the White House with more. For God's sake, whose side are you on? In the battleground state of Pennsylvania today, President Biden sought to flip an age-old political script, slamming Republicans as soft on crime. Let me say this to my MAGA Republican friends in Congress. Don't tell me you support law enforcement if you won't condemn what happened on the 6th. Don't tell me. He cited conservatives who have downplayed the January 6th insurrection and called to defund the FBI as it investigates former President Donald Trump. There's no place in this country, no place, for endangering the lives of law enforcement. I'm opposed to defunding the police. I'm also opposed to defunding the FBI. President Biden's more aggressive tone comes as his party's prospects improve. The latest CBS News battleground tracker shows Democratic support from white women with college degrees has jumped nine points in one month. I'm determined to ban assault weapons in this country. Determined. I did it once before, and I'll do it again. Today, President Biden laid out his crime plan, which includes $13 billion to hire and train 100,000 new police officers. Republican Senator Ron Johnson, stumping for re-election in Wisconsin, hand the idea. I'm sure he's going to spend more money that we don't have, exacerbate inflation, um, not accomplish whatever goal it's trying to accomplish. 
President Biden will campaign in Johnson's home state of Wisconsin next Monday, but only after he travels to Pennsylvania two more times, a sign of just how important that state is to both parties, Nora, when it comes to control of the Senate. Nancy Cordes, thank you. Turning overseas now amid fierce fighting in southern Ukraine, international nuclear inspectors are set to take a first-hand look at Europe's largest nuclear power plant, which has, rattled, which has been rattled in fighting in recent weeks, sparking fears of a major disaster. The inspectors met today with President Zelensky, who called the nuclear plant a top priority for the safety of Ukraine and the world. Tonight, the Justice Department is facing a midnight deadline to weigh in on whether a federal judge should allow an independent review of those documents seized during an FBI search of former President Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago home earlier this month. CBS's Robert Costa is here with the very latest reporting. So, Robert, what can you tell us? Good evening, Nora. Tonight, we are expecting the Justice Department to issue a filing giving their assessment of the appointment of a third-party attorney or special master. That was requested by former President Trump's legal team, and an appointment could, according to some legal experts, complicate the investigation. Trump's lawyers have said this special master should be appointed to remove any privileged documents found in the search of Mar-a-Lago. But DOJ officials have already reviewed the material and set aside documents they think might be privileged. A federal judge in Florida could still grant Trump's request. And the former president's legal team is gearing up for a prolonged fight today, adding a prominent Florida lawyer. Yeah, that's a big deal. I understand there's also some big news about a major figure in the January 6th investigation. That's right. Tony Ornato, a senior Secret Service official at the center of the January 6th investigation. Cassidy Hutchison, the former Trump aide, testified that he had knowledge of how former President Trump behaved in the motorcade on the day of the Capitol attack. He announced his retirement yesterday. He has not spoken to investigators since Hutchison's testimony. And now would have a private lawyer, right? Robert Costa, thank you so much. All right, now to some news that is just in. The U.S. Army has temporarily grounded its fleet of Chinook helicopters after a small, small number had engine fires. An Army spokesperson says they have identified the root cause of the fires and they are implementing corrective measures to resolve this issue. A U.S. official says this affects approximately 400 helicopters. All right, there's a shortage of new homes. We'll show you how women are helping solve the problem. That story in 60 seconds. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch. Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. The housing boom may be slowing nationwide, but prices remain stubbornly high, according to a new report just out today. One of the biggest problems, not enough new homes and a shortage of builders to work on them. Well, to keep up with demand, the construction industry will need more than 2 million more workers by 2024. And more and more women, yes, they're stepping up. Here's CBS's Nancy Chen. Can you help me out? Thank you. After about 10 years as a New York City barista, Desiree Camacho decided it was time to nail down a new path, construction. 
even my own mom, when I told her I was interested in doing this, she's like, why would you want to do that? That's a man's job. And I was just like, yeah, well, I, I need the man's money, so I'm going to go do the man's work, I guess. <laughs> and it historically has been a man's job, but now more women are joining its ranks. The industry boasts one of the country's narrowest pay gaps, with female construction workers earning about 95% of a male worker's median pay in jobs that often don't require a college degree. And as the number of women in construction has increased more than 50% in a decade to more than a million, it's in part because of recruitment campaigns like this one. One of our big values is legacy. Would you call women an untapped market? It's absolutely an untapped market. We are fighting workforce shortages with one hand tied behind our back. Brian Turmail is with the Associated General Contractors of America, which launched a digital outreach urging women to consider construction jobs, attracting tens of thousands of applicants. And it's everything from the basics, like take the darn pinup calendar off the trailer wall, to more fundamental changes in thinking about how do we create an environment that's more welcoming? How do we listen to new people? In the Carolinas, Samet Corporation started offering paid parental leave. Women now make up nearly 20% of its workforce. Back in New York, Camacho enrolled in trade school after spotting an ad on the subway. Do you think women could be the answer to the labor shortage? We're here, we're strong, we can do the work also, and like we have been showing up to do it. Women make up roughly 11% of the country's construction workforce. And another note on higher pay, Nora, the median salary for a construction manager last year was nearly $100,000. What a great story, Nancy Chen. Thank you so much. Well, coming up next, NASA circles a new date on the calendar to launch its new moon rocket. And it looks like candy, but officials warn just a taste could kill you. Breaking news tonight, NASA says it will try again this Saturday afternoon to launch its new moon rocket. The crewless test mission Artemis 1 was scrubbed on Monday because of an engine cooling issue. NASA says it's making adjustments at the launch pad and changing some launch day procedures to head off any problems. The mission is a first step towards getting humans back on the moon. Well, tonight, a warning about colorful pills and powder that look like candy or sidewalk chalk, but it's actually the highly addictive and lethal drug fentanyl. It's being called rainbow fentanyl. Just this month, it was seized by law enforcement officials in 18 states. Investigators say drug cartels in Mexico and elsewhere are using candy colors to try and get young people hooked. Officials say if you find fentanyl in any form, call 911 immediately. Turning overseas, a cargo ship that collided with a liquefied natural gas carrier has been intentionally beached to prevent it from sinking. It happened in the Bay of Gibraltar. The cargo ship, nearly two football fields long, has a large gash in its side. Officials say there's been no environmental impact. All right, still ahead, we have a health update on one tough little leaguer who survived a major injury. Tonight, a 12-year-old boy is back home in Utah recovering from a fractured skull he suffered after falling off his bunk bed before his team played in the Little League World Series. Easton Oliverson, named Tank, was severely injured two weeks ago. He was put into a medically induced coma and underwent life-saving surgery. He posted a message today. Please keep praying for me as I continue to get better. I know the uh, prayers uh, blessings have worked. Well, we wish Tank the best in his recovery. 
Five months after the Oscar slap scene around the world, comedian Chris Rock says he turned down an offer to host the Academy Awards again. An Arizona newspaper reports Rock joked about the offer at a show in Phoenix Sunday night, likening it to returning to the scene of a crime. Actor Will Smith was given a 10-year Oscars ban. All right, we'll be right back with thousands of fans paying tribute to tennis superstar Serena Williams. Finally tonight, tennis great Serena Williams made a triumphant return to the U.S. Open in what is expected to be her final tournament. It was a night full of celebrations on the court and in the stands. And CBS's Gail King was there. The greatest of all time, Serena Williams. It was a serenade to Serena. Celebrities, friends and family packed the audience including Williams' four-year-old daughter, Olympia, who sported white beads and a nod to her mom's hairstyle when Serena won her first title at the 1999 U.S. Open. After the match, a tribute from tennis great Billie Jean King. Thank you for sharing your journey with every single one of us. We love you, God bless you, and guess what? You're just beginning! And as Williams looks to the tournament ahead, we asked her about the legacy she'll leave behind. So what do you want people to think about when they hear your name? It's so important to give your all, no matter what you do, no matter how many obstacles you face. I just want people to be inspired by my story. I'm from Compton, California. Yes. And, yes. You know. Williams says this is not a retirement, but an evolution. She wants to grow her family and her off-the-court business. It's hard to imagine tennis without you. You will so be missed. We always talk about what you've done for us. What can we do for you? Just keep coming out and supporting me as long as I'm here. Know that I love you so much, and I'm so excited to be here. Gail King, Flushing Queens, New York. It was a great match, and she is such an inspiration. That is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell, here in our nation's capital. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com.